Yeah. yeah. You're on record. Oh, all this has been recorded? Oh, yeah. Why would we not do we that? This should come with a disclaimer. Uh, it came with a disclaimer for your wife. Hey, Travis is you. calling right now, too. Hold on. Uh, did she <laughs> say something inappropriate? Hey, no. Travis, Brian's on the other phone. She probably said something inappropriate. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> What's up, dude? Just cut uh, whatever right. she said. Anyways, uh, when you're done talking to the other commissioner, he doesn't always talk to me. He doesn't always talk about? Wait, Brian doesn't always talk about Travis. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll call you when I get home. Is 50% right. <laughs> hey, Brian said he's a, he's a co-godfather. Yes, I am. Absolutely, 100%. Dude, Travis is on the phone too. Tell Travis he's a, you're a co-godfather. Travis, I'm the I'm the godfather. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say the. I would say co. co the, the co? Would you say the co? Co godfather, you beautiful bitch. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really hear what you're saying, but I'm pretty sure you said yes. Uh, he said co godfather. So I'm pretty sure that's also what is uh, listed on the app. Hey, I need to order these beers. <laughs> Hold this. Alright, alright. Alright, so, Brian, you're going to call us back. We're going to do this I'm, thing. I'm, yes, I'm leaving from the bar right now. We're going to be home in probably, like, maybe 30 minutes. We're catching the Uber right now. Are you going to be recording when I get home so oh. we can verify that I am, in fact, the Coke Godfather? Yes, yes, we will be home. We'll be recording. We will desperately wait for your call. Also, I need you to come whatever Kristen said because I don't know what she said. I wasn't monitoring. Oh, we're not going to put anything bad on the podcast. I promise that. Okay, bye. Travis, what did you call for? Hi, Travis. I'm Dave. And I'm Gino. We only got five minutes. Let's get after it. (laughs) Hey, Travis, what's up? God damn it. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, We're recording right now. Okay. I will try to hold my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) We figured we'd just call you and say hi, and if you picked up, we'd let you be on the podcast this week. Okay, this is a great time for me to be on the podcast, gentlemen. Are you well? I mean, it's only, what, 10 o'clock where you are? Ish. Ish? What are you up to tonight? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm uh, on single single dad ops, so I put my uh, two beautiful little girls to bed, and now I'm trying to perfect my skills at Madden. I don't think that'll help me in fantasy, though. You should be mock drafting. Say what? You should be mock drafting. Okay, yes. Yes, but no, I just kind of wing it. You should also be figuring out when our draft's going to be. Okay, that's a fair statement. I should probably put some timetables out there, shouldn't I? Yeah, I mean, seeing how none of us know when it is. Yes, yes, agreed. Latter-day Saints. Um, yes, I will. I will talk to talk to uh, the the senior Brian, and um, we'll figure out some shit. But, uh, All right, boys. I think I we have the controversy of the week here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seeing how Travis is the Godfather and the real commissioner, and Brian somehow became quasi commissioner. No, no, no. They are co commissioners. 
And we need yeah, that. Our league we, needs co-commissioners. Yeah, our league also One needs... Kodiak, one Iguana. We need them both. <laughs> no, first of all, we cut down that wall <laughs> and put it back up when Rust took over. <laughs> Gentlemen, we work together. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, if Homeboy comes up with a good idea for a test, I mean, I've come up with good ideas for, uh, for test, and he hasn't questioned me. So we kind of go back and forth. So wait. But it used to be either one of you could give us a test. Now only Brian gives us a test? It depends. Hey, so Travis, do you have any uh, late-round keepers that you could put in this podcast for us? Here, let me, let me preface that a little bit more for you, Travis. So we're doing a podcast that's going to be who, who are you going to take as kind of a flyer to be a keeper for next year? So like, who are you going to gamble on maybe towards the end of the draft that you think is not going to be drafted? And so you'll be able to hopefully make them your keeper uh, in our league next year. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yep, two words. Adrian Peterson. You think AP is going to be your guy? I think he's pregnant right now, but I'll take him. All right. That's actually – I like AP, but I think AP is going to go too early. AP is going to be like a 10th or 12th round pick. He was, he was my baby like three three week, three years ago, but four years ago. But – you know, he was actually pretty good last year. He was good last year. And honestly, like, he's not going to get any respect this year in the draft. Um, he could be a really good keeper pick because I think he's still got some juice left in his legs. The question is, can he go 12 months without beating his kids? The question is... Also, he also, he also has semen left in his balls which was a challenge that Travis introduced to the Godfather. I think some people call me that, that Travis introduced at one point, and no one came through with, but that's okay. I'm not butthurt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not no one, Travis. Who was the one person that turned in their semen analysis? Okay. Dave, I still have it on my laptop. Thank you. You're welcome, Travis, because I care about this league. Well, also, we had to disqualify the whole test because Golden Tate got disqualified for four games because of it. Okay, that makes no sense whatsoever. First off, Golden Tate is appealing that decision. <laughs> so so uh, a little bit of news for the podcast. So Golden Tate is currently facing a four-game suspension. And he used a performance-enhancing drug that is commonly used for male infertility. He found out that the drug he was using, granted, everybody says he should have known because the NFL has told the players constantly not to do it. But... He found out that the drug he was using for infertility was part of the uh, banned substance list by the NFL. He reported himself to the NFL, and then they suspended him for four games, and he is appealing the decision based on the fact that like, it was an honest mistake, which he self-reported immediately. Yeah, it turns out you're not allowed to take a whole bunch of extra testosterone. I don't know why he didn't know that. Oh shit, gentlemen, you guys are good with your research. But <laughs> yes, that that is an innocent man, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I only used it 18 times, um, but you know, it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to have kids when I'm fucking, but <laughs> God forbid, it makes me stronger. By the way, hey, can we bring back Olga Sweaty Clams? Wait, <laughs> you guys can blink that out, right? <laughs> you know what, Travis? For this one time, I will let you say it on the podcast. I'm not going to say it. 
because she is a delicate princess in the heart of a beautiful island that I will miss for the rest of my life. <laughs> I hate you, Travis. I hate you. I am single. I am single now. My ex, my ex girlfriend's out of the picture, so we can talk about her. Um, yeah, she, is, uh, she moved to San Diego. Um, you know, Travis had to get sent to the desert for a while, and he he's never getting married again. So there's that. But, um, so apparently, girls don't like that when when they're not going to get married again. All right. Hey. Um, okay. So I I, still, I guess I still have to take a test, and I'll figure it out. And yeah. Next year we'll probably have a test where we're all just you know put our dicks on a table. No. Can we can we make this right now? Next Labor Day, we're actually doing it at Brian's house. Because I thought that was the plan for this Labor Day. And then... Well, we can't do Labor Day. Why not Labor Day? Alan can't make it Labor Day. Fuck it. Let's do the weekend before Labor Day. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, why why, why does it have to be the weekend? So like, the people it. in the Air Force can take leave in the middle of the week. And the people not in the Air Force... After, the whole thing for the Labor Day was after the preseason. Yeah. So as long as... Is it the weekend before or is it after the preseason? Oh! Right? We should do we should no. do the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yeah. after Labor that's Day. What should, no, that's what we should do. Hey, we all come in like the Monday night after Labor Day. We draft on Tuesday or Wednesday, and we stay for the first game on Thursday. That would be legit. All right, so I mean, make I'm, that official. I'm game. It's just it, the hard thing is getting all you fucktards no. in the same location. No, it's, 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 it's fair. It's, 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 easy. Fair. it's easy because the people in the military will just take leave. The people not in the military will just fucking do what we want. And because um, no one's fighting for leave during the week. They just want Labor Day weekend off. So if people, they'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll be around for the Labor Day weekend or whatever the fuck they're going to do. And then we just take that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Everyone flies out on Friday. Hey, agreed. Hey, I'm down. I mean, as long as we can all agree that nobody likes each other so that we do it when we can all, you know, find time to not like each other. Yeah, no, but yeah. <laughs> no, but that would be that would be awesome because then we could all be there for the first game too, like we used to back in the day. <laughs> there was a day. There was, there a, was day a day when we were all at Brian's house on Thursday eating buffalo chicken dip. Those were the days. All right, Those Travis, days. we're going to let you go, but before you go, can you give us – a one to ten prediction on how good the Browns are actually going to be this year. I want to say six point nine, but I'm going to give them a five point nine. Ooh, so you're not a believer in the Browns? All right, so you're giving them a five point nine, which is below the average six point nine. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to let you go because we're going to call the commissioner that actually has tests. By the way, hey gentlemen, uh, for the podcast, for the record, I have one goal in my life for the rest of my life. Okay, we're going to lead off with this, so it better be good. This is to keep my two girls off the pole. I don't care what the fuck I else in the rest of, my, <laughs> rest of my life do. My goal is to keep my girls off the pole. So you're I raising did. lesbians. We're going to let you go. I love you, George, too. It's been a good 20 minutes. Go. Um, <laughs> enjoy your makers. Jesus, Jesus, I love you guys. And go Broncos! Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Flacco. Love you too, Travis. Bye. Bye. Alright, so we, we checked in with the, the Godfather. I didn't you, know he was single again, though. Yo, he definitely said he was dumping that lady. No, I didn't, but I didn't know he was single again. We should be finding him a, a female. 
Or male. Whatever he prefers. Alright, so new campaign, hashtag make Travis happy. Mm-hmm. So we've checked in with the Godfather. Happy dreams for Travis. And now we're on a controversy. Happy tissues for Travis. That's not finding Travis a partner. That might be my new team name is Travis Happy Tissues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, controversy of the week. Nick, not us, Nick the Reaper has said we should move to Sleeper and we're stupid for not doing that already. And the podcast 100% agrees with Nick. Yes. And since we're going to Sleeper anyways, it's a foregone for conclusion, we might as well start with a Dynasty draft. I'm for it. And make this a Dynasty League. There's no reason this league should be redraft. Yeah. I mean, there's already us, the Reaper. Alan will go along with it because Alan is a believer in it too. So, uh, news since the last podcast. So, Ezekiel Elliott has come out and actually said publicly he will not play football for the Dallas Cowboys without a contract. And the news is, the, I guess the rumor mill side of it, is that the Dallas Cowboys have offered Zeke a contract where he would get paid top five. I don't know the numbers. They just said top five running backs in the nation. They're offering a guy who's still got two years on his rookie contract, a contract to be the top five paid in the nation. Uh, is Zeke going to sign? Is he going to play? Do we have to worry about another Love Bell situation? So we, August 6th came and went, which I expected him to sign by then. I also know the history of Jerry Jones. He doesn't want what happened with Emmitt Smith again. He's already lived this. Emmitt Smith held out. Four games went by, and they sucked, and they said, Damn it, pay the man. Jerry is going to have a bottle of blue at some point before the season starts. And he's going to call up his boys and say, let's just give him whatever he wants. And then Zeke will be there. Maybe, you know, behind the scenes, this is theorizing, maybe Zeke just wants to have a little of that Pacololo. He's got to have some time to let it clear his system because he's hanging out in Cabo right now. And he'll be around for the first week. Just saying. I don't know if we have Zeke for the first week. And the only reason I say that is because Lev Bell literally held out the entire year last year. Different circumstances. I but I thought he was going to sign. I thought he was going to play. He didn't. He didn't play a single game. Um, it scares me. And I think Zeke scares me. I think um, Melvin Gordon scares me this year. I don't know what to do with these guys who are holding off a contract. All right, so we're drafting tomorrow. What do you take, Zeke? I hope I don't have the choice. Where do you take him? Because let's say hypothetically tomorrow I'm one one of the garbage draft positions. Let's say five through seven. The worst ones. The ones I hate the most. If Zeke falls to me in five through seven, can I not draft him? And 
I think the answer is no. I, I think I have to draft him. If he falls to me in the five to seven spot, I just don't – I'm not happy about it. I'm really not happy about it. Yeah, I would gladly take him. At what spot? Four or higher. Four or higher. So Gino's taking a four or higher. All right. Yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon dropped a third round for me. Third round? Yeah. And that's fair because, I mean, it sucks – when players are holding up for contracts and there's nothing that the fantasy players that we as fantasy players can do to can can know it's just a complete black hole to us and i'm not drafting austin Eckler. yeah yeah don't I, i'm gonna take him later um <laughs> all right so now let's let's jump into the main reason we're podcasting tonight uh gino and i wanted to talk about draft strategies and then take it to the next level and talk about um, who we think would be good choices for flyers in our draft with our particular league style, right? Because we have this, it's not unheard of keeper rule. And I mean, you know, obviously Gino and I were huge advocates for it. It's not unheard of, um, but it is a little bit different. And so you can really make some value with how you draft players. And so we want to talk about some round 15 flyers that we're interested in as our keepers. Yeah, so what's what's unique about our league and what I actually love most about our league is our keeper rule. One, that we only have one. I think that's cool. Most keeper leagues have three or four. I love that we only have one. And I love the way we do it. That's a round before, and you can't do a first-round guy. A lot of leagues don't do that. They'll let you take a first-round guy, and it'll be somewhere in your first three rounds or whatever like that. Anything after the eighth round, it's an eighth-round pick. That type of thing. I hate those rules. I think they're dumb. I like our rules. So as much as our commissions think that this podcast is totally against the way the Kodiak League is set up and we want to change all the rules, it's not true. We only want to ever improve our league, and we love the basis of our league. All right, so let's, let's jump into it, Gino. Um, the whole point of this podcast, we want to talk about, so last podcast was about draft, uh, keepers. This podcast is about draft strategies and we're not, we're not going to go overly in detail, but we did want to talk about, you know, some, just some basic, uh, commonplace kind of canon strategies as far as how to draft in a half point PPR, as well as we're going to talk about and share with you some of the people that we're looking at, uh, for 15th round flyers. So who do we think that maybe we'll throw the dice on and see if we can make them keepers? What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about draft strategy or do you want to talk about 15-round keepers? Yeah, let's talk about draft strategy first. So, okay, uh, so, so some of the most common draft strategies are, um, as everyone knows, I, I like late-round QB, right? Because position scarcity and where it's at, um, yeah, Pat Mahomes can go in the first round. And people could argue that that's a good idea. But with position scarcity, like you can get Phillip Rivers off of waivers, just like I did last year. And I eventually traded him to you, right? Because I had Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers. But, and he's not going to be that far behind the number one QB, right? Pat Mahomes, if he were to guarantee return this year what he did last year, he'd be worth a first round pick. But odds are negative regression is going to come for him, and he's not going to be as good as he was last year. He's not going to have 55 touchdowns. He's not going to throw for 6,000 yards, right? Just because the odds of it 
even Peyton Manning, shout out to the Godfather, in his best years. Co-Godfather. Co- Co-Godfather, apparently. How is he co- It doesn't matter. How is he co-Godfather? It doesn't matter. They so, both weren't K-Flight Commanders. I mean, so, Brian was actually never a K-Flight Commander. Alright, so, what's important here? Okay, so my point being is, odds are he's not going to repeat. Peyton couldn't repeat. Right? Can Mahomes, I've had this conversation with the Reaper, can Mahomes go for 50 touchdowns again? Possibly. I'd say I would take the over on 45, right? But is that much better than we've talked about it, Cam Newton, who you can get in like the 10th round, who could finish top three? So, honestly, to me, it's even more... So you're talking about the other people you can get uh, instead of... Bobby. So you're talking about these other people you can get instead of Pat Mahomes, right? To me, it's 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 a it's the next step too. So it's not just position scarcity, but it's like the number two number two quarterback for fans football this year. One we don't know who it is. It might be it might be Pat Holmes, but the difference between the number one and the number ten, how far apart are they? Right? Because that's what really matters. Yeah. And then on top of that is the difference between the number one quarterback, so Pat Mahomes. I, Assumed his number one quarterback. Let's course, say Pat Mahomes, yeah. Versus a streaming quarterback, and you know, in a ten-team league, I think it's absurd. Like, there's no reason to take this guy before the eighth or tenth round. Oh, absolutely. Because you can stream in a ten-team league. Um, if it was a two-quarterback league, if it was superflex, superflex. If it was even, I would even consider giving quarterbacks more value if it was six points per touchdown instead of four. I don't, I don't think. Because, honestly, it's still relative to the points at that point, right? Four points. And, and, and really, the only differentiation I would have in four points versus six points is I would value running quarterbacks more than four points versus a six point. Because running quarterbacks would get more points versus the guys that don't run at all, right? Like Tom Brady in a four-point league wouldn't be as great. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... So here's here's the actual numbers too, right? So last year, number one QB, Pat Mahomes, uh, 429 points, right? Number two, Matt Ryan, 360. That's and, it was, a, and it was Matt Ryan. When did I get him? It was like the 12th round. Yeah. It's a pretty big jump. Once. Number two, uh, huge, huge draft difference if we drafted this year. Because I don't believe I, – I don't know where Pat Mahomes drafted last year, but he wasn't that early. No, he would like, – it was like he was on waivers a lot of places, and but the thing is, like when you look at it, it's like the difference is the touchdowns, right? Total yards between Matt Ryan and Pat Mahomes was like a hundred yards, right? But it was fifteen touchdowns. So does Pat Mahomes come back with another fifty touchdowns? There's been three people in history before him that got fifty touchdowns, and they never followed up with fifty touchdowns again, to include Peyton Manning in his prime. Yeah, and it just. There's so many things working against taking early quarterbacks to include back-to-back 50 touchdowns, to include, you know, do they stay healthy? Because that's always a concern in this league. Not to mention, Pat Mahomes was basically a rookie. The tape's out there now. Yeah. And so there's just, there's all these things going into it. And when you think between the difference between 1 and 10, 
right? One in 10, uh, 130 points. So over the season, that's, you know, eight to 10 points a game. But you also have to factor in that um, some people in that one through 12 spot or one through 10 spot, uh, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, like these guys aren't going off the board early. Hell, last year, Andrew Luck was number four. And I was he drafted? I, I, he was one of those, like, I'll draft in case he's Andrew Luck again. Yeah. And, it, and that's the same thing again now. He's fucking through with his calf, right? So what I would say is when it comes to draft strategies, one, in a 10-team league, specifically, let's talk to our league. In a 10-team league, half-point PPR, six-point touchdowns, a little bit favored for passing because 0.1 per reception or whatever, right? So it's a little bit different than a lot of different leagues. But there is no reason you draft any quarterback in the first five rounds. I mean, agreed. And there's no reason, honestly, to draft a quarterback for double digits. Because there's going to be plenty out well, there. I, here's what I will say. If I'm in that fifth to seventh round range where I'm actually not that happy with any of my picks that I have available to me, and Pat Mahomes... He won't be. If he's there. I guarantee he won't be. If he's there. Scott's going to do a Scott Blackout pick. No. Delaney's going to yeah. be like, Pat Mahomes is my boy. Like Somebody's yeah. going to do something stupid. All I'm saying is, if someone like Pat Mahomes, I'll, I'll go further than Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes in the fifth. Come seventh round, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson is there. Aaron Rodgers in the seventh. There are ten good quarterbacks, guys. Please, please, please. Stop taking quarterbacks. There were 23 great quarterbacks. In the first five rounds. Okay, here's what I'll say. I, full disclosure, because we always want to give you guys the best content possible. My three quarterbacks I'm targeting in the right round. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. I want two of those three if I get them in the right rounds. If they go too early, I will stream my quarterback and I won't draft a quarterback. Unless we draft on Wednesday, in which case he, he literally has to draft a quarterback. So, <laughs> Travis, really hoping for that Wednesday draft. Yeah. Make, hashtag, make Juno draft a full team. If, if we're drafting on Wednesday, I'll just take Philip Rivers. So it'll be fine. <laughs> and you'll get him in the 15th round. And I'll get him in the 15th round. Okay. All right. So, so, so Gino uh, doesn't like to draft quarterbacks. So, that's, other strategies. That's fine. So, let's talk about the – I think this is more of – it's not necessarily a new strategy, but it's starting to pick up some steam – and it's called zero running back. Yeah. Uh, Gino, take like, can you give us a what is the overview of a zero running back draft strategy? So true zero RB means that you're not drafting a running back in the first five to six rounds, right? And it can work, especially if you have a later round pick, right? If you have a nine, ten pick, something like that, you might get OBJ and Julio Jones together, which. I mean, Baker's passing to OBJ. Do you really want yeah. that? Yes. <laughs> but, or, or you might get – you might. I mean, we saw in that Fantasy Footballers League today, uh, Devontae Adams somehow went in the second round, right? So Juju drafted – On a full point PPR. On a full point PPR, Juju drafted uh, New Hopkins first round, Devontae Adams second round. How do you pass that up? To be clear, too, when Juju drafted New Hopkins – Juju was still on the board, <laughs> and he said, "I got my boy Hop," <laughs> and drafted New Hopkins. Yeah, but no, you you don't pass it up, like, and that's why it, in a full point, and we're a half point in a full point, 
there were three people, or maybe two. I think it was two. Two people who went uh, no running back style. Um, neither were true no running backs. Uh, Juju ended up going wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. Whereas with fantasy, Kelsey, right? With Kelsey. With Kelsey. The fantasy footballers, the podcast that Gino and I both listened to, the guys that we actually knew were in this draft, um, they went wide receiver, wide receiver, and then went running back. But there are a ton of options. There are a ton of really good um, late-round running back flyers. Mm-hmm. And you can survive in our league because we start two wide receivers and a flex. You can start three outstanding wide receivers. And, yeah, your running back's going to suck, but you can survive. And, but they, but they, and possibly do well. But they may not suck. and They might be late-season risers type things. Um, a guy like Tevin Coleman, you can get in the middle rounds, six, seven, eight, something like that. He's going to be starting running back in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. Which you know is going to be great. Uh, unless it's like, uh, you know, Breida like Cheetah. Yeah, well, all right, so you take Breida like Cheetah in the 14th round, like I said. Scott, that should probably be your keeper. Again, you may not do it because you're going to block out, but that probably should be a keeper. If not, I'm going to target him. But anyways, so, I mean, and let's think about this. Let's say you're in the middle rounds. You're in the middle of the pick, right? And you get New Hopkins. Because the first four are probably going to be running backs. You get New Hopkins, second round comes around, and you get someone great as well. Maybe it's Julio, maybe he lasts, right? Maybe it's Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is the best. Like right? especially, especially I would say like five to seven. Again, again, we're going five to seven because that's where you know the top four are off the board. The top four, you know. Platinum tier, they're all they're, they're, just they're, insane they're the, the running, backs. running backs. Yeah, nobody's gonna pass on those guys, right? Yeah. But five to sevens when you run out of the insane running backs, and then it's like, well, do I want a second tier running back or do I want a platinum tiered wide receiver? Yeah, and how do you pass up New Hopkins in that situation, right? Or how do you pass up whoever you think is the best? Devonta Adams, in my mind, is number two after him. So, and you can even honestly, I think there's a chance in a lot of leagues, maybe ours. That Antonio Brown drops to the third lead, the third 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 round, and like yeah. that's insanity. If you've been watching Hard Knocks, yeah. which I know is the best, he has no feet. Best possible draft <laughs> strategy TV well, show. He also doesn't want to wear a different helmet. Yeah, he he might not play this year. <laughs> he might hold out for the helmet. Um, but so so let's, you could get Antonio Brown. You could theoretically have a team, have a team, and your starters week to week. New Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown. Yeah. How is that fair? That's not even – that's cheating or, at or let's, let's, let's go beyond that, right? Adam Thielen. Eight straight games of 100 yards. Right? Let's say your starting lineup is New Hopkins, Adam Thielen at the worst case in that second round at that point, right? Come back, you get Travis Kelsey, who is better than most wide receivers – Right, so now you're in the fourth round before you ever draft a running back. You still might get other guys: Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, um, Stephon Diggs. And then, and then for somebody like that, who would you be targeting as your first RB one, RB two for your team? So if you're going zero zero running back, true zero running back, you're looking at rookies probably. Rookies with upside. Rookies. Josh Jacobs. Right. Uh, David Montgomery. 
Devonta Freeman might drop to the fourth, fifth round for us. There's a legitimate chance, but because we don't know the situation, you're. Yeah. I, I I would take it a step further. You're not looking at Devonta rookies. Freeman was the number one running back two years ago. You're not looking at rookies. You're looking at guys with big question marks. Sure, Todd Gurley might be a third round pick. So. So my my honestly, Melvin Gordon keeps holding out. Yeah, he might drop to five or six. Yeah, not to mention like, let's say you get Nick Chubb in the third round, you could pick up Kareem Hunt in the six, and you're set for the year. And you're just playing when he comes back. You're playing for when he comes yeah. back. So, and whether or not he takes a job or not, whatever, you're set for that. That's the best handcuff there possibly could be. Mark Ingram's going in like the sixth round. If you're doing true, true. Zero RB, you can go Tevin Coleman, Mark Ingram, and I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Because you have studs at every other position, right? Or let's say Pat Mahomes falls to the fourth, right? So you start New Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, something like that, right? Travis Kelsey in the third, Pat Mahomes in the fourth. You're telling me I could take Tevin Coleman and Mike Shanahan offense and Evan Ingram, or not Evan Ingram, sorry, Mark Ingram for Baltimore as the number one? I'll take that as my one and two, and then I'm going to take, like, Miles Sanders, Rashad Penny, Singletary, Dave Montgomery, like, all of those guys. I'm, I'm just going to go barrage of rookie running backs at that point, right? You just got to find a couple that work. So, for me personally, I don't like zero RB at its heart. I would rather have a stud running back as my first pick, grab two great wide receivers, tight end, whatever, and then not come back to running back to like, six rounds. So, let's say, worst case, who's, who's the last running back to go in the first round right now? Joe Mixon? Oh, God, I hope not. David Johnson? No, I, I think, so, top four are easy. Um, then you got David Johnson, I think, is the next, the first or the second tier. Yeah. Um, I think you got... Who, who was the number one running back two years ago? Yeah. Um... God, who do you have? It's not Joe. Joe Mixon cannot be a first-round pick. <clears throat> the guy's got talent, man. He's on a garbage team, and A.J. Green is hurt. He was on a garbage team last year with A.J. Green hurt a lot. A.J. Green is, like, dying. Yeah, but he, it happened last year. All I'm saying, with a new, a new offense who's supposed to be more, you know, offense-related, right? Nick Chubb, how about that? They got rid of Duke Johnson, so that bumps him in his receiving abilities. Maybe he can still go in the first round, right? So you, you pick somebody, some good running back in the first round, and then you come back with a great wide receiver, third round a great tight end, or another great wide receiver, fourth round if Pat Mahomes is still there, Deshaun Watson is still there, Aaron Rodgers is still there, something like that, and then you go Dave Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Right? Like, you have possible dudes that are great that could fill in after that. Yeah, you got... Ah, oh man. All right, hold on. Let me, let me actually pull up some actual draft numbers for first-round running backs. Because I just... Sorry, I'm still stuck on the Joe Mixon thing. He can't be a first-rounder. Joe Mixon has... Like, so there, is, there, are, there are very few transcendent big backs who are great in open space, great at pass catching... And there's Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, right? And then you got David Johnson, Lev Bell, who we haven't even mentioned yet. 
What do you do with Lovebell? Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, who we're just throwing to the woods, right? All right, all right. Legitimate, actual first-rounders that we haven't mentioned before Joe Mixon. Dalvin Cook. Who could be great if he's not hurt. on Johnson. Who is my keeper. Damian Williams. I just I just announced that. You just blew it over. Yeah, I did. <laughs> because you've been fucking pussyfooting around on it for like days. And you're like, I don't know. Oh my God, is it Carrion? Oh my God. I love, I love hey, digs. To be fair, before Theoretic was even cut, Nick was like, hey, your keepers are either going to be Diggs or Sonny Michelle, right? And I was like, it's probably going to be Carrion. Yeah, yeah. All right, enough about that. So, carry on, Damien. Damien Williams then, sucks. I fuck, fuck Damien Williams. Well, okay. Well, he then, sucks. He sucks. He's going to be the biggest bust of this year. Call Nick right Chubb now. and Josh Jacobson. Yeah. Don't draft Joe Mixon in the first. Do not do it. Okay, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs are after Joe Mixon. I don't care. All I'm saying is, if, so if Joe Mixon... All right, so let's say I'm drafting from the eight slot... I have Julio Jones there, probably. But I need Julio to go with my Calvin Ridley, my one-two punch. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's say. And then take a Matt Ryan, and then we're just gonna roll to, to Pound Town. Yeah, and you're gonna wear this shirt again. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, in the first two rounds, my personal opinion, and I'm again, I'm not gonna go out there and be like, I have to get a running back, right? Because if Odell Beckham and Julio Jones dropped to me. I'm just going to say, fuck it. And I'm going to move on, right? But if I get, like, Julio Jones and then it's Joe Mixon, it's my next pick after that because wide receivers got taken. I'm happy with that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to go wide receiver for the next couple rounds. Yeah, probably. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to go Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, who's okay. not getting any hype. And then I'm going to go Robert, Robert Woods. Can we not talk about LA receivers? Because I want all of them and Jared Goff. All right. So we've talked plenty about zero running or zero running back. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, running back, running back is the most popular draft strategy. Sure, especially if you have an early pick. So, so let's talk about that. Um, say you get one of the top four, yeah. right? And, so, so and I'm just gonna be super clear right now. Top four: Saquon, Christian, Alvin, and Zeke. And yeah. And, and the podcast is still holding Zeke for now. Um, who are you targeting for the second running back? So you're going to be the end of round two at this point, right? Yep. So, again, you probably have the chance at Nick Chubb. You I don't know. Carry on Johnson. No, because carry on's a keeper. Yeah. Carry on's gone. Okay. You just announced this on the podcast <laughs> moments ago. And now you're like, oh, you just carry on Johnson. Okay. Except I have him. Ugh. Okay, how about this? How about this? How about some... Some hard takes for Brian. I think Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette is actually going to have a chance to go crazy this year. They're going to get him involved in the passing game. He's all they got. Jacksonville is still a competing team. Okay? They still have a great defense. They did actually pretty good last year, despite all of their crap. They did pretty good last year. Leonard Fournette will either be a top 10 back or he'll fall off the face of the earth. I will take that upside if I'm already if I already have like Christian McCaffrey. All right, let's flip it then. So 
You're talking about Brian. Let me talk about Allen. Derrick Henry. His keeper from last year. Oh, God. No. No chance. Derrick Henry. No. You say no chance, but at the end of last season, he blew up. Last sure. five games? Sure. It was more like two of the games, but if you average the five, it's good. Because <laughs> they were so good. Yeah. But no, I mean, I mean, you're, if you go RB, RB, you get one of the top four. I will go Josh Jacobs over Dirk Henry any day. Okay. So you get the top four. Your second RB is a question mark. And you can't have a top tier wide receiver. They'll be gone. Um, the running back position at this year is very thin. In a sense, right? Because we got to start two. We need a flex. So it's hard for, you know, ten people to fill two RBs and a flex. It is. And that's what's fun because in a ten-team league, you actually at least, you know, you have people that you know. Whereas in 12 or – I'm in a 14 with my family, like my, my wife's family. Um, I have to start people. I don't always know who they are. Well, that's, that's why I say – I will want an elite running back and then go wide receivers for a while because I don't want Marlon Mack. I don't want Damian Williams. Like, I don't want Derrick Henry. Um, I just don't believe him. Okay. Enough about that. Everybody knows about RB, RB. Um, let's talk about a couple more controversial things, right? So, Gino, could you ever see yourself, plus or minus, taking a quarterback in round 10? Round 10? 10. Sure. Okay. Is that the earliest you take him, or are you taking me sooner? If I can get Mahomes, Watson, Luck, or Rodgers, round five or later, I will take him. Okay. Um, how does it impact you knowing that you, me, and maybe, maybe Felder, I don't know. You and me, at least, love to stream quarterbacks, defense, kickers. Nick, oh my god, Nick is all over this too. So there's at least probably four people in the league, in our league, Kodiaks, that stream all the non-essential positions. How does that impact your decision when you're drafting players? I mean, I, I think that for me, it's gonna. T- I'm going to take the best available at any round. Um, and I'm going to worry about things at the end. So if running back is the best available six rounds in a row, I'm going to take running back six rounds in a row. Especially running backs. Because that's the most, you know, wide-sparing, injury-ridden position, right? Um, when it comes to wide receiver, I, I would like to just have three good wide receivers that I could plug and play at any time. They don't have to be stars, but if they are, that helps even more. That's kind of what I did last year, and it kind of hurt me because I went with a whole bunch of rookies uh, at running back. And I had, what did I have? I had Diggs, Keenan Allen, and um, shit, some other good wide receiver. Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Juju. No, I didn't have Juju. I thought you had Juju last year. No, I didn't have, I was the year before. I Um, picked him up late. Um, Never mind, it's not important. Yeah, it it isn't. They're wide receivers. Yeah, and it was it and and I came to a tough point. I was like, who do I start? And I traded you, and I had coats, and I was like, I really don't know who to start now, right? Um, But if you have that situation, anything that's PPR, we're half PPR, um, and you have running backs that 
I think where I'm going to change my strategy this year is I want running backs that are in high volume offenses, right? So Todd Gurley in LA, right? He's going way later than he's ever gone because people are worried about his right knee. If you have him or Daryl Henderson, um, I think that you're in a good spot there because you can take Daryl Henderson and he's going to have standalone value type, type thing, right? Um, if you have anyone that's... The reason why Damon Williams is worth the shit because he's in the Chiefs offense, right? Uh, do I believe in Damon Williams? I don't. And anyone that's behind him, I will also pick up as a late-run flyer, which we'll talk about later, right? Um, Shanahan's offense. The 49ers. Who the hell knew who Mostart was? Right? Who the hell knew who Matt Breida was? It didn't matter. Tevin Coleman is the starting running back for them right now. And he's going in the seventh round or something like that in a 10-team league. Tevin Coleman's going to be a great start. It's going to be a great play. Because people that play under Kyle Shanahan as running backs are great for fantasy. Okay, so so let's go the extreme. People who play under Bruce Aarons are great for running backs. Who are you taking in Tampa Bay? Oh, God. Who do you want? God, they're so do you bad. Do Ronald Jones? Like, they're so bad. What garbage player? Like, if you're talking about somebody playing for a coach, and it's a little bit of a stretch, right? He's a lot better than Ronald Jones. Than anybody at Tampa Bay, but it is Bruce Arians is good for fantasy running backs. So here's the problem with what's going on in Tampa Bay right now. Bruce Arians also brought in Audrey Ellington, who was a star for Arizona, right? Um, if I had to make a bet, and this is going to go into our 15th round thing, I'm going to take Rojo because Rojo had the pedigree. He was good at SC. I don't believe in Peyton Barber. I think he sucks. I think Andre Ellington is too old. I think if Rojo can catch a pass and not fumble the ball, he could have a top 24 year. So that's who I'm taking. I'm taking Rojo. And the 15th? Yeah. Same thing with, with uh, you know, we're, we're talking about coaches, right? Nagy for Chicago. I think Dave Montgomery, his hype is going to go super up because he was great for his four carries in the first preseason game, right? But I've always been a believer. Dave Montgomery is great. The football is called opportunity because he has the opportunity there because that Jordan Howard's gone, right? And I think he's going to be great. Same way I think Miles Sanders in Philly is going to be great because last year, think about it. There are a bunch of dudes that we were picking up as running backs for the Eagles who are on the cut block this year, right? And now Miles Sanders is there with Jordan Howard. Again, Jordan Howard keeps showing up in this thing, but I think Miles Sanders is going to run away with it with the Eagles. They brought back Sproles, getting a little old. Sproles is never too old. I probably won't draft him though. <laughs> but I mean, like, think about it. Like, we had Eli McGuire, Josh Jacobs, or whatever, or not Josh Jacobs, but Josh Adams, right? I had him on my team for a while last year, right? The Eagles running backs also produce. And I think Miles Sanders is a lot better than most of the guys that they've had. All right. All right. So enough about draft strategy in general. Mm-hmm. I think we burned that horse. Um, let's talk about specifically keepers that you're interested in in the 15th round this year uh, with our special rules. I mean, 
being able to pick up a a keeper 15th round this year is is phenomenal. I mean, right now I'm sitting on Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. who I think is a great uh, wide receiver too. Sure. And I grab him in probably I think his ADP is probably the seventh. Six, seven, somewhere in there. And I'm going to get him in the 14th. And, um, I mean, full disclosure, everybody knows uh, I had a friend of mine draft for me last year. I actually put Baker in the 14th because I was like, these motherfuckers are going to try to draft Baker. So I took him in the 14th. And then a friend of mine was like, hey, I understand your draft rules because I explained it to him. And he said, Calvin Ridley's your man. And, you know, it's, it's working out great for me. But in general, what do you want to look for? And I'm going to lead it off with, I think it's almost common knowledge, rookie wide receivers are not who you want to take in the 15th round. Sure. I mean, a a rookie wide receiver is probably not going to pan out, right? It's the third year that they usually break out. Unless you have someone like Odell Beckham. Calvin really had a pretty good year last year, right? Um, Touchdown dependent, though. It was. And, And... and, I mean, we had a lot of conversations about it. You were like, I'm just going to roll these two out every time. And I was like, I wouldn't rely on Calvin all the time. But he had a pretty good year. And, I mean, that's why Matt Ryan had a great year, right? Because he had two good receivers for touchdowns and things like that. Um, a couple years ago, I dropped Tyler Boyd at the end of the, end of the year. And I didn't keep him because I had digs. But he busted out last year type thing. Um, wide receivers are tough, especially rookies. Like, are you going to go after Nikhil Harry, Andy Isabella, um, Hakeem Butler. I'm naming a lot of Arizona because I love Arizona. Um, so I think you know. I think in general, if you're gonna aim for flyers in the 15th, personally, it should be running backs. I prefer running backs or quarterbacks, right? Because 14th round is a great value for quarterbacks if they're amazing. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little sad that I'm not taking Baker in 13th. Uh, I made this decision last year, actually. And I traded him away. Uh, I know Brian was upset about that, but at the end of the day, a skill position to me is always more valuable. Better. Still way better. I mean, like, maybe, but, uh, so so last year, a great example would have been if someone had drafted Pat Mahomes in the 15th, they could have had him in the 14th. And that would be huge this him. year. Yeah, take it. Huge him. this year, right? Um, but, I mean, you're not always going to have that. Like, uh, my first year in, I had Russell Wilson in like the 13th, and that was a big deal because I took him in the 12th. But like when it came down to taking him in like the 10th, it was like, no, he's not worth that anymore, right? Yeah. So quarterbacks run out dry pretty quickly. I think that the key for a 15th round flyer is a running back in an offense that is always going to produce, right? So you got Harris for for the Patriots. I think he's a great. Late round flyer. You got Sony Michelle ahead of him. You got James White kind of ahead of him, right? But Sony's got hurt knees. Harris can do it all. He's great. Uh, Daryl Henderson, he should go late, but he's not because people are worried about Todd Gurley. Because everyone knows that the running back that is in the LA offense is going to be great as well, right? Um, anyone for the Chiefs, right? Running back for the Chiefs, Thompson. Uh, he's he's going to be a late round flyer if you're not drafted, right? Like Damian Williams doesn't pan out. Who do you got? You know, but someone's going to step in and be amazing there. Um, I mean, if you if you don't take Rojo, 
Peyton Barber is a good late round player. Oh, that hurts. It right? hurts. Like, I think I took him in like the third, the first year I was in the Kodiak. So <laughs> yeah. I think I took Peyton Barber a long time ago, and I still have not forgiven him for what happened to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, he's not going as late as I want him to. But Kalen Bellage from Miami. Anyone that has a chance, what to about really Kenyon? Me great. He's not. Bellage and Kenyon Kenyon's, are both going terrible. Yeah. Kenyon Drake is so good. Uh, is he? He had two... If you put Kenyon Drake... 200-yard games, if, but... If Kenyon and Alvin Kamara were to trade positions on teams... No. Kenyon Drake would be a first round pick. No. Yes, he would. Kenyon Drake could not be the Kamara of Saints. Yes, he could. No. Lies. The same reason why Latavius Murray can be the Mark Ingram for them as well. Okay, so... So, Cody, actually, as you can tell, like, Gino and I both kind of agree. Uh, big picture-wise, in the 15th round, I think there are three positions we're targeting. We are targeting flyers on running back, primarily, followed by quarterback. And I know Gino and I both have kind of some favorite tight ends this year. And so this is a little bit weird, too, because both of us believe in drafting kickers and defenses last uh, or not at all. But honestly, if we have to draft them, like say it's a Wednesday night draft, we're probably going to draft them in 13-14 uh, so we can keep that 15th round flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm, I'm looking at my list right now. Uh, here are the guys that I have listed on my 15th round flyer list. I got Justin Hill. I got Damian Harris. Marquise Brown. Josh Jacob. Josh Jacob, I can guarantee, is not a 15th round flyer. He's like a 6th round pick. He is probably way before that. <laughs> uh, I think I put him here to be like, research who Josh Jacob is, because I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, you have Dev- Devin Singletary here. Devin Singletary looked great. And rest in peace, Sean McCoy. He's going to take over that job. Uh, I think that's a great lap, uh, late round pick as well. Um, the other thing we talked about... Well, before we actually get there, you have Marquise Brown here. I love Hollywood Brown. And I love Boykin, which means I love Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Who he's going to draft is an earlier point in the draft. Who I'm also going to draft. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If we're, if we're getting, like, one thing you got to remember to not to forget is our tight ends at have already shown that they could be great, right? Um, you got Delaney Walker for Tennessee, who's healthy. Who's healthy with a upper body healthy Andrew Luck. A calf's not important. Mariota. That's fine. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep, cutting that. <laughs> so you got Delaney Walker. You got Jordan Reed. Tyler Eifert's healthy again. All right, all right. Podcast, Kodiaks, <laughs> let me tell you something. I drafted Jordan Reed in my first year in the Kodiaks. It was a killer team I had, Jordan Reed, Doug Martin. Uh, they both were fucking terrible. Doug Martin was my first overall, overall pick. Jordan Reed was like three or four for me. Um, the things he did to me, I can never forget. I, To me, in my head, Jordan Reed, McGregor, same douchebag. <laughs> same douchebag. I cannot separate the two because I hate them both for what they've done to me in the past. Um, and yet, and yet, this year, 
You might say I'm Jordan Reed Curious. <laughs> you might say that I'm targeting Jordan Reed. Um, you might say I'm targeting McGregor still. He's on my Google alerts. If he ever tries to run for office, fuck him. Uh, no, I... Oh, man. There are, there are some guys out there who have not been healthy for a long time who are healthy right now. So let's do a quick transition to tight end strategy. If you don't pick up Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, you're waiting a few rounds. What about McDonald? McDonald? No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, I'm oh. going to talk about him. Okay. You wait a few rounds. At that, and then after you wait a few rounds, you go O.J. Howard, Ingram, Hunter Henry. Stop. Now you wait a few rounds. Now you wait till the end of your draft. You're looking at Jordan Reed, Delaney Walker, my favorite people, Vance McDonald, and Mark Andrews. You, I'm, I'm literally looking at the tight end list right now. You left out Jared Cook. I don't care about Jared Cook. Why? He sucks. Okay. I thought you left out Evan Ingram. I didn't. Okay. You called him out. And then your last pick was uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, who is way down. No, the no, list. go up. Go up. Way down the list. There you go. He's around Trey Burton and Austin Hooper. Yeah, Mark Andrews. He's awesome. Hooper again. Austin Hooper. Hooper. Hooper <laughs> again. Hooper. Whoop you. <laughs> I believe in Lamar Jackson. Did you say Eric Ebron? Because I'm not even sure. Nope. Ninjoku? Nope. These guys are all on par with Don't Mark care. Andrews. Don't care about them. Ninjoku has no place when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. He's going to be open more times than not. No, he's not. They have all-star receivers, all-star running backs, yeah. and middle-of-the-road Ninjoku. Who do you <laughs> think is going to be open? He better learn to block. <laughs> if hard knocks Tommy anything, which, as we all learned from the podcast last year, it should never teach you anything. It taught Nick not to draft Njoku. And yet, somebody else did. Nick did. <laughs> oh. his, his team name was like, the Njoku's on you. And the Njoku was on Nick. Yeah. So, anyways... All right, Kodiaks. Um, I think we've covered as much as we're going to cover uh, reasonably tonight. This league is the best. Peace. Hey, guys. I know that we don't know when we're drafting, but we're pushing for, like, Tuesday or Wednesday after Labor Day so you guys can have your Labor Day. Um, we hope you actually listen to our advice because that's what we're trying to give you is real advice. And if you don't listen, sorry, but you got the Zacco. Codex, we out. <laughs> Bye. I'm a cheap motherfucker, man. I'm not gonna rebuy rebuy Madden every year. I'm gonna buy it when the when the Broncos were on top, and I'm not gonna buy it ever again. <laughs> That's because the Broncos will never be on top again. You heard it from Travis. All right, you can eat your balls. Eat your balls right now. I can say balls on the podcast, right? <laughs>